Sasquatch, the moon landing, UFOs, 9-11, Flat Earth, JFK. All of these things have one thing in common, unanswered questions. So let's get to the bottom of that. Three strong men from the East rise from the ashes of censorship and cancel culture. From the strange and twisted mind of Mike. Probably the best evidence for lizard people that I've seen is the CEO of Pfizer. His throat literally like expands like it's like a frog. Might be reptilian. We're not sure. From the unscripted and unthoughtful mind of Jason. The Chinese brought these drones that look like birds to the United States so they can spy on us. Birds aren't real. Change my mind. Alex Jones said it. It's a fact. Also, from the mind that is on the edge of the lunatic fringe and reaches far into a bottomless void of nothingness. Byron Dice. Listen, if the moon landing was real, how come we haven't been back since then? And why was all the data scrubbed and destroyed? You know what I'm talking about? It's just weird. Wait, what if it was real and there's a moon base up there we don't even know about? That would explain Roswell. Dice Man Enterprises exclusively presents a talk show that will get to the bottom of things once and for all. And now here's your host for Let's Get to the Bottom of That three weirdos on a mic that's right we got three weirdos on a mic welcome into another edition of let's get to the bottom of that i'm your host byron dice and alongside me on mic two i've got mike how's it going guys what's up unfortunately the three weirdos are not all here today yep, just two one, weirdos one today. of our weirdos has actually dipped out he is not uh feeling that well um i'm not sure if somebody got to him already because of the Biden story went over, I'm I'm just not sure. I hope not. Right. <laughs> but anyway, today, and I know, I know, if if you're, you know, our, our one listener that listens, uh, we told them we were talking about Bigfoot this week. So, mm-hmm. sorry about that. Uh, we actually had a very, very good guest of um, somebody that actually goes out and, what's the word um, that he does? Um, so, he, he's, he's like sort of like a... A validator of he, yeah, experiences. he validates. Yeah, he so he hears experience. He goes out and makes sure they, they're uh, they're they're they're, they're yeah, up to, yeah, up he to touches, snuff. Yeah, he touches base with them and just you know gets all the information on the encounter and documents that's right. It. So we were going to get him on the show, uh, but he had a conflict, so we moved him back uh, a couple of shows. So we decided to go ahead and hit another uh, touchy subject that uh, needs to get. To, we need to get to the bottom of is January 6th. Absolutely. Which is now being uh, labeled the J6ers. Yep. And the J6ers actually means uh, the people that were there. Okay. Yep. Now, full disclosure, I wasn't there. Neither was I. I wasn't there that day. I watched everything on video. And um, I pretty much um, agree with the, the group that was there to peacefully protest. They felt... You know that the election, there there was something wrong. That can't be. You can't be denied. There was something wrong with that election. I've never seen anything like that before. Right. Something was wrong. Well, you can't deny it. And they were there to peacefully protest uh, a an an administration that was basically stealing the election. Mm-hmm. They didn't like it, so they were there to they were there to protest it. Right. Absolutely in their right. Yes. So one hundred percent. I mean, since since that time. I mean, I've heard people call them domestic terrorists, insurrectionists, yep. traitors, um, a threat to democracy. But you've had the summer of love in 2020 uh, down in Chaz or Chad, where they're just burning the city down in Kenosha, Wisconsin, burning the city down. Portland burned down almost a federal building. Yep. I haven't heard anything of that other than the uh, the Kyle Rittenhouse trial where he had to defend his life. Right, yeah. And the, the fact that this, that January 6th is being called an insurrection is outrageous when you learn more about what's really going on that day. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we're going to get into the Epic Times documentary. Um, you know, the, what is it called? It was uh, the real story. The real of Jan- story of January 6th. Yes. Yeah, which we highly recommend everyone go check out. It's got a lot of good information that's, completely ignored by mainstream media so completely and i'm gonna 
Also, in the section on our uh, our podcast page, there's going to be a section for show notes. I'm going to upload this uh, January 6th report where we're getting a lot of this information from, and I'll leave any links that you can get to as well from sources that we're getting. So, uh, also today, we're going to play a uh, clip from Jake Lang that was uh, that was there that day. Um, it is actually an interview that uh, Roman had from the Epic Times where Jake gets an hour break from his 24-hour solitary confinement, and he gets an hour. So he spent an hour on the phone where he actually was, it was like 30 minutes. I condensed the, uh, the audio we're going to listen to to like 15 minutes. He basically tells the story of what he was doing on the tunnel in the tunnel when uh, Roseanne. Oh, by the way, let's just go ahead and mention the four people that were killed that day. Um, Ashley Babbitt was shot fatal, fatally by the Capitol Police. Yep. Uh, Roseanne Boylan was trampled in a tunnel. Uh, when they tried to push everybody out of the tunnel, bodies just started piling up. Plus, they were they were pepper spraying everybody right in the face. Yep. yep. And um, I believe she probably just died from suffocation. Yeah, uh, she went down when they were throwing yeah. the incendiaries in there and the tear gas or whatever sucked all the oxygen out of the tunnel, it right. seemed like. Yeah, that's what it seemed like. And Benjamin Phillips, he died of a stroke. This is their official story. And Kevin D. Greason died of a heart attack uh, somewhere on the grounds there. And then... Um, I guess I don't, the other mention is Matthew Perna. He he didn't die that day, but he's he has since took his own life while he's been a, awaiting the uh, the unfair trial they had. So right, yep. Also, we have uh, on the phone today. We have uh, Veronica Clark. Um, she's a longtime friend of mine from Alabama. She was actually on the grounds that day, and we're going to talk to her via phone, and we're going to kind of give a firsthand witness of an account that she had that day. So, without further ado, um, oh, also, we're going to talk about Ray Epps. Yep. He, he was real big in, the, um, uh, <laughs> in, this, in this crazy thing. And there's also some other suspicious actors that were there that day that we can, uh, we can talk about. Uh, I think Bobby Powell, um, he is the one that uh, got an account with video of some of these suspicious, at least two suspicious actors. Yes. And we're going to talk about that later as well. Um, so without further ado, we're going to go ahead and jump into this, um, this audio clip. It's about 15 minutes. So you guys bear with me. It's Jake Lang. He is currently in prison and, um, in Alexandria, Virginia, they've moved him a couple of times and he'll explain that, but he is currently in prison in solitary confinement, held without bail. And the conditions are just, uh, horrendous. So we're going to listen to that, and we will be back to comment on that in a minute. January 16th, uh, I was arrested at 10 a.m., yep. So how did that play out? So you said they, they just swarmed your house with, with what, a 10, 10 vans, probably even more even more cops. Can you can you uh, paint that picture? Yeah, so um, I, uh, I had a feeling God, God spoke to me and uh, told me to go down to my local church, leave my phone at home, um, and just go down to my local church and say a prayer because this was my last day as a free man for a long time. And um, I walked limp uh, with crutches down to my local church, which is not far away. I said a prayer down there. Um, I got a cigarette. I smoked my last cigarette as a free man. I don't smoke either. And uh, as I'm lighting up the cigarette and smoking it uh, about a block or two away from my house, uh, I was swarmed by, yeah, like 10, 20 different FBI vans and, and full guns drawn. And, uh, and um, you know, they knocked me down onto the ground. And uh, I was like, you guys, I can't walk. They're like, yeah, we know. We, you know, we're watching you. We've been watching you for a while. So they uh, they knew about my injury. And, um, and uh, yeah, they dragged me away to a political prison where I'm currently in solitary confinement for 22 hours a day, um, eating meals off the floor. I have no chair in my room, no desk to sit at and eat like a normal human and have a light that stays on 24 7 sleep depriving me um I, I rarely ever get to get any kind of uh gym exercise there's no uh, religious services i don't get to worship god with uh, fellow believers in a, in, a, in a chapel setting i don't get to do um any legal library research i'm in a i'm in a concentration camp uh, that is sponsored by american taxpayer dollars so, so, Jake, so since when you were arrested on January 16th, you've been in custody since then, which is now well over a year and a half. And for that entire period of time, you've been in solitary confinement? 
the most I've ever had a two month I was brought up to Lewisburg in February, Lewisburg, Pennsylvania, Federal Penitentiary. And in Lewisburg, um, it's Trump country up there and so they don't have the COVID restrictions that everywhere else does. So those two months from February to April I had a normal um I was out of my cell. But every other time, um in D C I was held in D C Gulag um for the first year I was arrested. Then I got moved in February of this year. And then I got moved again um, in April over to Alexandria, Virginia, which is where I'm currently, and I'm in solitary confinement over here. So in D.C. and Alexandria, I've been in solitary confinement. Um, right now I'm in administrative segregation, it's called, and uh, they won't let me go to general population because um, they want to torture me into trying to take some kind of uh, decade-long plea deal. Uh, 108 months is the most recent plea deal I was offered, a uh, decade in prison for defending saving lives and defending the Constitution. What's their justification for keeping you locked up and also locked up in solitary confinement for this long period of time? Because um, it, seems, it seems like it's uh, really not, uh, not a normal type of punishment. No, like it's cruel and unusual punishment, and it's uh, specifically um, because they want to send a signal out to the rest of the Americans um, American patriots out there that if you ever dare to stand against tyranny, dare to stand against um, a corrupt uh, coup d'etat government, I mean, Joe Biden did not win that election, and um, if you ever dare to stand um, for your constitution and for your civil liberties, that we will call you domestic terrorists, we'll drag you away from your home and your family and your community, we will put you in deplorable conditions, um, torture you into ridiculous plea deals, and meanwhile, drag your name through the mud throughout all mainstream media and call you white supremacist and all these domestic terrorists and violent insurrectionists and all this ridiculous nonsense. Um, they're using us to uh, punish, uh, pre-punish us before trial and to send a signal out to the American people that um, any resistance uh, that you have to tyranny will be treated as, uh, as I'm being treated right now. And so... Um, that's why I believe that they're torturing us, um, January Sixers. But but even still, it's it seems like it's uh, I mean a, a pretty gross violation of the Eighth Amendment to to keep you locked up for a year and a half, uh, especially in solitary confinement. I mean, do they have any legal justification? What 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 legal grounds are they using to to keep you locked up for so long? I mean. If you look at the legal grounds that they're using to spring um, every single repeated violent offender across the nation in New York and Chicago and Seattle, um, there's a revolving door, a bond opportunity for everyone, even the, the Waukesha um, domestic terrorist racist murderer that uh, ran over um, dozens of people and, and murdered uh, many of them. Um, he was offered bail. He's offered a $500,000 bond package. Me? Um, Saving lives on January 6th, no bond package offered, no um, ability to, to be out pending trial. My trial is not till January 9th, um, 2023, so it'll be two years. At that point, I'll be locked up without receiving a, a speedy trial. And on top of that, um, there's only 4% of people in D.C. voted for Donald Trump, and my jury pool is going to be um, D.C. residents, and uh, they're going to throw us under, under the bus, and uh, it's not going to be a fair trial. So more constitutional rights being violated. I have a right to a fair and speedy trial, but um, not in this tyrannical regime that Joe Biden is uh, running. You have the right to a speedy trial as well as a trial in front of your a jury of your peers, but it seems like you might be getting neither, even though you're a U.S. citizen. Um, can you uh, go back a little bit and, and tell the audience a, a bit more in detail about what kind of conditions you've been living under for the last, uh, for the last year in solitary? So you, you said that you're in solitary confinement for 22 hours a day. Um, just you're in a you're in a small cell. Do you, do you have a television there? Do you have anything to read? Um, because in in Alexandria, Virginia, because of their bogus uh, COVID protocols, not allowed to get books sent in to me um, from anybody. Uh, any cards that are sent are, re are rejected. Can't even get like birthday cards that um, hundreds of patriots. I got like over 300 birthday cards for my birthday on April 7th. And uh, I wasn't able to receive any of them. I just got a notification. Um, they're just torturing us based on, you know, everything's COVID lockdown. Can't go to the gym. Um, COVID lockdown to play basketball or to stretch my legs and run. Can't um, 
go to the legal library because of COVID. I can't do legal research here because of COVID. They're using this um, COVID justification to absolutely make um, prison, I mean, you know, a concentration camp. All I get is three meals a day, and everything else is up to me to uh, provide my own entertainment. I have a Bible. I'm very close to God. My faith has um, bolstered me and carried me through and kept me joyful in um, in the suffering and in my patience growing every day and uh, going closer to Christ every day. And so that's where I find my strength and my um, my solace throughout this uh, persecution. Wow. So so your your cell is just one small cell, a bed, the lights are on all the time, and you have one Bible, and, and that's it. Yeah, I have a, a concrete slab with a two-inch mattress on it. I have a toilet a couple, like a foot from my mattress, and I have... Um, that's in my Bible. Um, there's a couple of novels floating around here that I've read two or three times through. Um, and uh, that's pretty much it. I have uh, no access to um, family visitation. I have not been able to have a visit with my mom or dad or my sister in 17 months. I mean, I feel like I'm being held in like a Chinese political prison thousands of miles from my home, but really I'm, I'm 10 miles away from the nation's capital and I can't even... Um, have a visitation with my with my family. Um, this is what it's like to be a political prisoner, modern day America. Um, you get basically they're they're trying to torture us and submit us into into these plea deals. And uh, unfortunately, many of the January Sixers um, have have broken and had to take in plea deals under duress, basically because the conditions of uh, pretrial detention are, are are so abhorrent for us. Well, l let me ask you this. So I know you were offered a plea deal, um, and and you also mentioned that you know when, when it comes time on, on January 9th of next year for your jury trial, you, likely it'll be a DC jury who won't be very sympathetic to you. Um, you're not you're not you know enticed to take the plea deal. Why did you choose to to uh, decline it? I would never back down and never surrender and never bow a knee to these tyrants. I mean, it is not in my makeup. My physical makeup is not is not made to take a plea deal, to bend the knee and say I was wrong on January 6th. Um, it's impossible for me to do. God God will uh, continue to prosper me in the direction I'm choosing to go is, uh, is blessed by him, and, and I will win my trial uh, come January 9th via whatever means possible, um, a jury nullification or a bench trial with a, with a, with a judge. Uh, my judge is a Trump appointee. Um, he seems to be coming to the light of the truth of this January 6th event um, through efforts um, from all the brave patriots out there, especially um, my website that we have out, j6truth.org. We have an amazing documentary that we just produced. Um, the trailer is up right now, and the full 45-minute documentary of never-before-seen footage of the Capitol um, launches this Monday, June 6th, on D-Day. And... Um, it's just going to really blow people's minds that watch it, the police brutality that happened, the incitement um, that the police partook in, and um, really just the whole storyline of January 6th. And so one way or another, God will uh, open up the door for my freedom, and I will walk out um, of this situation a free man. And, and I decree that in, in the name of Jesus Christ. Well, actually, the second to last question. So for the two hours a day that you're not in, in solitary, uh, well, it seems like we're having this call, right, too. W what kind of uh, activities are you allowed to do for those two hours? Um, I'm on the phone fighting for my freedom and fighting to get the truth out every single second of those two hours, um, doing interviews, uh, doing podcasts, um, reaching out to different um, influencers and, and political pundits and, and uh, TV anchors and whatnot and just spreading the truth of January 6th and, and my testimony um, as far and wide as I can. If I'm not doing that, uh, there is a TV that uh, is in the room, and I can sit and watch the TV. Um, but I don't watch TV. I, I, I fight for the Constitution. I fight for liberty in this country. All right. Jake, la last question. What would you tell somebody who is watching this interview and maybe – you know they don't think about January 6th any longer. They, you know, they have. There's a lot of problems that have happened since then. Uh, maybe they have a child, and now there's not enough baby formula. Maybe there's a, 
you know, the they can't afford gas, so they're having to cut back on food, you know, et cetera. What would you tell the people who might have already forgotten about January 6th? What would you tell them? I would tell them Canada. Look at Canada. Uh, they are now banning uh, guns in Canada. They have uh, used facial recognition scanners to, to cancel the bank accounts of all of the truckers that were protesting the, the lockdowns. And uh, if you don't remember January 6th and, and the brave patriots that fought for our constitutional liberties, the liberals will run us into a, um, a communist state, a uh, tyrannical authoritative state, like Canada is currently in, and that's their, their goal. That is the, exactly what they're planning on doing, is turning us into another socialist country where uh, we don't have our liberties. And um, you need to support the brave patriots of January 6th who stood up um, in the face of tyranny peacefully, without arms, and demanded that uh, a recount be had for the stolen election so that a uh, constitutionally respective um, uh, president would run our republic instead of turning us into um, this current state of, I mean, disrepair and disorder that Joe Biden has led us in. So um, you need to honor the, the brave patriots, especially the four that lost their lives that day. Um, and memorialize, memorialize them for all of uh, all time. There's a new class of uh, patriots in this country that are on the level of the founding fathers, and they're the January Sixers. And um, we fought when uh, when everyone else killed over. We stood strong, and we refused to let uh, our country fall without uh, a good fight. And um, the fight's still continuing every day, and that, that battle is getting the truth out there and changing hearts and changing minds. I'd like to briefly mention that shortly after we conducted that interview, Jake received this letter here from the prison which originally actually came from the U.S. Marshal Service, saying that he should not be talking to the Epic Times, and if he does it again, he will be punished even more. Here's part of what this letter that Jake received, here's what it said, quote, Good morning, sir. Our district has recently learned of an interview that inmate Lang Edward did over the phone with Epic Times news organization a couple of weeks ago. This interview was a violation of U.S. Marshal's media policy. Then it goes on to say, Any further actions of this nature may result in disciplinary action and temporary restriction of the above privileges. See email below by the U.S. Marshals. Now, I hope the irony here is not lost on you when you hear them say that they are going to be ratcheting up his punishment even further, given the fact that Jake quite literally is already sitting in 22-hour-a-day solitary confinement. Perhaps they will be increasing it to 24 hours a day. All right, that was Jake Lang. Um, wow. That yeah. was... <laughs> To tell his to, to tell his story of how he's being treated, uh, I'm reminded of the Sixth Amendment. It states guaranteed the rights of a criminal defendant, including the right to a public trial without unnecessary delay, the right to a lawyer, the right to an impartial jury, and the right to know who your accusers are and the nature of the charges and the evidence against you. Sounds like Sixth Amendment's being violated against him. Also, the Eighth Amendment, excessive bail should not be required, nor excessive fines imposed, nor cruel and unusual punishments inflicted. Those two right there, those two amendments are definitely, um, you know, getting him slapped around. Right? Yeah, those ab- amendments are they're, absolutely they're being, being violated. So uh, that was Jake Lang. He's in prison right now, as you heard. He's got a trial coming up in January. So J- 2023 says January uh, trial date. And I think it's amazing the the last part that uh, Roman mentioned about the, the letter that he received. He received a letter from the prison, from the marshal service, saying, hey, don't reach out to people and talk about it. That, that's crazy. That's that's just another violation. Yeah. Right. So, and he's exactly right with what he said. You know, people not guilty of any crimes are still being held in prison and they're being bullied into accepting these plea deals where they basically plead guilty to felonies that they did not commit and serve years in prison. Yeah, that's right. They, they just want to get out, and some of them get out of the situation and they'll take a, a guilty plea mm-hmm. uh, for a lesser sentence because they're you know, they're faced with, you know, 100 years in jail or whatever. Yeah. All right. Well, that was Jake Lang interview from the Epic Times. I will, um, uh, in the show notes, I'll get a link to that if, as well. It was 15 minutes. It's a 30-minute interview, so if you want to hear the whole interview, I'll put that in the show notes. Uh, right now, we have on the phone Veronica Clark from Alabama, Roll Tide. And welcome into the program, Veronica. Hello. Hey, what's going on? We got you. You're live and on the air. Thank you for joining us on uh, Let's Get to the Bottom of That. I wanted to call you because you mentioned in just passing, I've known you for a long time. We've served on ministry 
uh, in the helps ministries for for years in the church. And uh, in passing, she mentioned that she was there. She saw some really strange things. And I wanted to get you on the program since today was about January 6th. And I wanted you to tell your story. I'm not sure if you've ever gotten your story out there other than, you know, just the, the your circle of friends. But <clears throat> tell us who you are, why you were there that day, and what you saw. Okay, well, I was there with the, uh, with the prayer team, actually. we It was about um, about 50 of us. We came from different places, not in the, all from Alabama, some from Georgia, some from different states, because we're on a national prayer call that we pray for the country. We've been praying for the country since, 2016, we've been on a prayer call every day, praying for the president, praying for the United States, wow. praying for, you know, the world as well. And we're still praying. We're doing it. We're doing it every morning. Yeah. Um, so we had an opportunity to go. There was a bus trip to go. And we did, um, I myself, I don't know if anybody else in the, the people that went, I had heard the president ask, you know, ask us to come. And I wanted to go, and I wanted to go whether I was going on this trip or not. My intent was to drive, but um, but the trip came up, so I, I went. And um, I, I know that when we got there, it looks like one of the ladies that was on that trip who had put it together, she went. She was there at the inauguration, and she said it was as many people there as it was at the inauguration. So we was looking at, I guess, a quarter of a million people. It was that many people there, so it was very. It was I, I really the only way I can explain it to you that is that it, it was a spiritual experience, mm. and what I mean by that that the spirit of peace, the peace was there. I mean, it was. It was. I can't even describe it. We had. Mm. Um, I saw people that I, you know, that I had never uh, nationalities of people that I had never seen with my own eyes, <laughs> and but. It didn't matter. It's like all of us, uh, we knew each other. I can't explain it. And there was no schism with anybody, you know, um, with that many people out, you know, at that um, at that rally. And what they're trying to say what happened, it makes no sense that you got a handful of people when you got a quarter of a million out there supporting the same, the exact same cause. So, yeah. Um, that number one stood out to me. It makes no sense. Um, the group that I was with, well, basically what we did, we were walking around laying hands on people. We were listening to the president as well. We were standing over there where he was uh, at the near the Washington Monument. I couldn't get it close enough to see him with my own eyes, but I could see him on the jumbotron. Okay. But, um, and it just, you know, everybody just walked around, and we made sure that uh, we was live on Facebook and any other platform that we could get on. It wasn't, we weren't hiding anything. Right. Not at all. We, we weren't hiding anything. So, but I noticed that during the, uh, while President Trump was still speaking, it's like all of a sudden the crowd shifted and we just, like everybody just decided to turn around and we uh, headed toward the Capitol, but we just got to the reflecting pool. And, you know, and even on the way there, we were stopping and praying with people, laying hands and, and talking to them and, Everybody was in love with everybody. Uh, we had vet, <laughs> yeah. veterans out there without arms and legs. And you're trying to tell me in the freezing cold that we came to do some type of insurrection. But you got veterans out there that couldn't even defend themselves if that was the case. Oh, wow. Okay. And, it was, and not only that, it was freezing. It was cold. But everybody braved the cold. We even snuggled. We, we, we don't, <laughs> I don't know you, but we snuggled yeah. to stay warm. We had one of the most phenomenal things that happened, though. We were singing hymns. We were singing patriotic songs. But every time we did, I, I, I'm not sure if they were doves or not, but the birds that were sitting in the reflecting pool, every time we started a song, they lifted up off the water. And they, they, they flew over our head until the song was over. Hmm. And then they were laying back in the water in the reflecting pool. Oh, wow. That was the most phenomenal thing I ever seen. Whether it was Amazing Grace or uh, a Star Spangled Banner, the, the birds were, <laughs> the spirit of patri patriotism was there. Yeah, I definitely. can't explain it. You had to be there. But our intent, uh, we didn't go up there for that. And uh, I didn't feel like anybody that was there to support President Trump or uh, make sure that 
the votes, you know, everything was done right, we were there for right. We were, we were not there to do any kind of insurrection. It was too many people and too many people had their kids. We even had a lady that brought her baby that had to be pushing a stroller that that young. Came okay, with us. Yeah. And there were a lot of babies out there. So that was that that, that makes no sense. <laughs> to come out there to with the intent to do harm and you got your children out there. And we had infants. So it makes no sense. Wow. So, it makes none at all. So you got to the reflecting pool and right. is is that as far as you got when the so when you went to the reflecting pool and you saw the crowd shift, was was uh, President Trump still speaking? Well, yeah, he was still speaking because what 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 got my attention is that the crowd was turning while he was still speaking. I'm like, well, well you know, I I didn't want to say it was rude, but it it just it just didn't make sense. Yeah, it was kind but of odd too. I figured, yeah, but I figured everybody was trying to get to the Capitol because. Uh, we wanted to, uh, you know, wanted to know what Vice President Pence was going to do. Right. So that's that was my thought. Nobody said it, but that was my thought. Why they, they would turn? But uh, President Trump didn't tell us to go to the Capitol to, to do anything. President Trump was President Trump. Yeah. Right, exactly. And, right. So he he was doing what he do, and um, we got to the reflecting pool. And I, I, I tried to Google how far the reflecting pool, how many feet the reflecting pool is. To the Capitol because we were facing the Capitol on the side that I was on. We were actually literally right. facing the Capitol, yeah. and we could see just a sea of red, caps, shirts. <laughs> you just saw a sea of red. Yeah, just see red. Yeah, but, right. And uh, now I did see something strange myself, but I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know nothing was going to be. You know, uh, it just seemed like there were some people in black. I'm like, you know, mm-hmm. like, you always think it's going to be somebody out there that's going to try to act up. Yeah. Um, they they wouldn't have got away with it. <laughs> they wouldn't have got away with it out there. You had too many veterans ready. You had motorcycle gangs out there. Everybody was, they were there for the country. Really? Yeah. 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 There was this period, point blank period. They were there for the country. All of us was. And that was the, that was the first time I can say that I've been around that many people and the spirit of unity was reigning. Oh, wow. Okay. I've been in church, you know, you know, you know, and you can, and I've been to some of the other President Trump rallies, and everybody is 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 in unified too. But that many people from those two, those different nationalities, you had, um, um, uh, I guess it's the Chinese. They had a seat. What is that? The CP, uh, communist. The CCP. Yeah. yeah. CCP. Yeah. They had their signs out. Stop the CCP. I had no idea what that was. I didn't even know what it meant. But you know they were smiling and Trump everywhere and that kind of thing. I was like, okay. I'm. It, it was wonderful. I'm just telling you, it really was. It so, was wonderful. We so, saw people that did get healed and all of that out there. It was, and that could not have happened had if our hearts was in the wrong place. It right. Exa- yeah. Exactly. Um. So f- from from what I'm hearing you say, there was just a, a spirit of unity to support uh, the country. Um. Mm-hmm. And then you got to the reflect. Did you go any further than the the reflecting pool? No, I did not. Um, but I could see the Capitol. I could see all the steps. I could see all the people that was, um, well, the majority of the people that was surrounding the Capitol. Um, the question that I have is this. Had something gone on at that Capitol that was a riot or a ray or weapons or whatever, why didn't, this, why didn't the crowd shift at all? There was nobody running. There was no, there, there, and like a like a sea of uh, wildebeest. You know what I mean? That that look when the wildebeest was they startled. That happened. That did not happen. You mean like? Well, I didn't even. You mean like when? Ahead. Well, you mean like when? Uh, it, when everything started going down and and the smoke grenades started coming out, you didn't see a rush of people running away from the capital. There was no rush. No, not okay. eight, not not even a little. And I'm gonna tell you when we were, um, we was. So I think we probably had just got through singing. And simultaneously, our phone started ringing, our cell phone. Okay. And so uh, I know I, I got a call from a friend of mine that was here in Birmingham, and she was saying that they had on the news that, uh, you know, the real storm in the Capitol and, and that kind of thing. And I said, that's a lie. We're standing up here singing. So I immediately went to Facebook. I said, whatever the, whatever the media is trying to tell you going on at this Capitol is a lie before I even knew about what they were saying was going oh, wow. on at the Capitol. 
Oh yeah, uh, I put it on Facebook. Yeah, so, it was a lie. And so I had my camera out, and I was showing it. There was no, there was nothing going on. So, were you anywhere? Did you meet Ray Epps? Did you see Ray Epps no. in the crowd? Okay, I'm just trying to throw mm-hmm. that Not out that there. I know of. All right. Um. Well, so there, there is footage of of the barrier going down, and there's footage mm-hmm. of police opening barriers. Were you close mm-hmm. to that at all? Where where the people went through the barriers and and rushed up to the Capitol steps? I could see the people rushing up to the Capitol steps and just standing up there, but they were all in black. Okay. And like I said, uh, there was there was no police presence. Really? Have a, oh, I kid you not. There were no porta parties. There was no police presence where you were at the at the uh, reflecting <clears throat> pool. There were no police presence. There was no police presence, and there were no porta parties. I'm going to keep putting that out there. What does that mean? I'm telling you, there, there, the, the, you had to use the bathroom that was in the park. There was no, there were no provision for the Trump supporters. Oh, gotcha. Okay. To use the restroom, no porta potties, no police officers, and no restaurants were allowed to serve us food. Okay, so I, I'm guessing from the footage me and Mike has seen, um, mm-hmm. did the the, the Capitol police they mm-hmm. were inside the Capitol and then came out. If you didn't see a presence there from the the reflecting pools that not that far away. I mean it's walking right. it's distance. Not, it's um, not exactly. I, I know they had barriers up and there was police behind barriers. Yep. Mm. Um and then all of a sudden they, you know, because the story that uh we just heard from Jake Lang, they the and they, they shot him with a rubber bullet in the foot, almost broke his ankle. Mm-hmm. Yes. So there was incendiaries mm-hmm. going on yep. trying to d- Basically, what what police are supposed to do, they're supposed to disperse the crowd. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed exactly. to beat on the crowd. You're not mm-hmm. supposed to hit on the crowd. You're not supposed to pepper spray, really. You're, the gas usually will disperse. And if somebody becomes uh, an unwilling participant to disperse, you're supposed to handcuff them and then detain them. Right. And get, and get them away from the situation. I, I didn't see a lot of that at all on the footage. There was... Right. At all. I, I saw a lot of I'm going to tell you this. If all of that had gone on the way that they had, the way that they are putting it out there, why in the world was the city not shut down? Well, I believe it we was. Left a- on, we left on our own accord. We weren't told that, um, we weren't told to leave. Everybody, we didn't, I'm telling you, the, the crowd had no idea about what everybody was talking about on the media. We stayed there. We didn't leave. We, I mean, whatever everybody was saying was going on. Well, we didn't leave. Okay, so I'm, I'm trying to. I wonder how can we get the timeline? Like, for instance, uh, mm-hmm. at, when Ashley Babbitt was murdered, mm-hmm. she she was actually inside the Capitol. Let me see if I. Oh, it was just before two forty-five. She was climbing through the window. So, where do you think mm-hmm. you were at two forty-five? Okay, so all that, so people had already got inside the Capitol, and you're just sitting there, and there's obviously a huge crowd of people sitting there, but there was a lot of people that actually went inside the Capitol. Ashley Babbitt got murdered, you know, by a cop that shouldn't have been murdered, um, by Michael Byrd, but it's, it's, it's strange, the, the account that you're giving is different even from what I've seen with some of the people like uh, Bobby Powell, he was there on the steps mm-hmm. and watching people bash in windows. Yes. Yeah. Um, it sounds it, like some of what he was describing matches up with what you're saying too. He saw some suspicious actors there that were, you know, mm-hmm. sort of dressed in like black tactical. Yeah. Gear. They had, they had a, de- uh, a exactly. definitely a vest that looks like a tack vest. Yes. And he had a radio mm-hmm. right here. It, he didn't look like a normal, even he, I, I th- he wasn't wearing even Trump supporter stuff, was he? None at all. From None what I can so, that, Yeah, there was a lot of suspicious actors that day. So I'm like, so when all that was happening, where you were standing, everything was seemed kind of normal and not out of place, yeah. right? It, that, well, that's weird. Yeah. Because all this, all this uh, running into the Capitol, but then there was a section of people that were just, hey, what's going on? We're here praying for people and laying hands on people and getting people right. healed. And nothing's happening in my spot. Right. But yeah. maybe 200 yards away, there's like chaos going on. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> but that chaos, we never saw chaos. Oh, my we gosh. Didn't see, 
We did see the the, the guy or whoever it was in black on the step, but they were like, um, what we what, what I saw is when once they got up there on the steps, it's like they almost it's almost like they were posing. Yeah. Or, okay. You know, like you know how young people if they were if they were into something and they they conquered something, they would just stand up there and they would pose. Yeah, like yeah, you like know, so they could be seen. But it was it. From what everybody, the phone calls that everybody were getting from their family members, um, what are y'all doing? You know, y'all this, 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 and this, and I'm like, what? I'm just, I'm just chilling like, out here no, on the grounds. What are you talking? Right. <laughs> that is, that is very. A man with a bagpiper, drums, uh, yeah. that was dressed in 1776 guard, yeah. playing the drums, passed right past us. You got veterans with no arms and legs and wheelchairs. You got. That's I'm very saying, strange. There, there's, it, yes, it is. Totally. That is very it, it strange. Is. People very. calling. Hey, right. but, my, <laughs> but that's my thing is where is the police present? If you're going to, you okay, if you, you're not going to tell me that you're going to suspect the word out on the street is that the Trump supporters are going to come to Washington and they're going to do this, blah, 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 blah. You don't have nothing in place to keep us in check. Meaning police military somebody no it, i kid you not it yeah. was a day at the park yeah the reports that i've heard that the capitol police actually that were there they got overran were un- under they they did not handle riot crowds could, right yeah there's no way and they could handle it they would have got trampled they couldn't handle all those people yeah they and, def- I, and, and i think uh-uh. go ahead sorry <laughs> no i was gonna i was gonna say if that was if there was a plan by President Trump to get his supporters to storm the Capitol, the, the Capitol would have been stormed. Right. Yeah. Not that, just not just an office, the building. It was enough people there to actually just take the building down. Had it, you know, if that was the case, that don't make any sense. Yeah, and to seen, to add to that, Trump it's like sending five people in when you got a thousand. It don't make sense. Yeah, and to add to that, Trump even gave authorization for up to 20,000 National Guards for additional security, you know. Um, And the Department of Defense went to the Capitol Police informing them of that because they have to accept the additional security. They can't just install it. Right. But the the mayor of D.C., Muriel Bowser, declined it. Yeah, she declined, yeah. Exactly. Right, which is an an important piece of information, for sure. Yeah, she declined it. Right. Like I said, there was no presence of anybody trying to keep anybody in check. At all. No, wow. No. Well, I, so here's here's another question. Ha, have you been contacted uh, by any law enforcement since that day? Has anybody reached out to you? No, but I'm, I'm expecting some now, but no. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I, I mean, have it. I have it. A lot of people that um, I've, because I would just watch the documentary on the real story, a lot of those people, they did facial recognition to try to figure mm-hmm. out who these people were, and then they went after them. Mm-hmm. So oh, okay. I'm guessing people that were at the reflecting pool playing bagpipes and no arms and no <laughs> there was no nobody looked at those people. That's what I'm guessing. That's what it sounds like. That's what it yeah. sounds like. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. That's a select few. Yeah, I mean, where's the bagpipe guy? Yeah, <laughs> how come he's not in prison? I don't understand. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it was terrible, but it was a supernatural day. I can tell you that it That's... was a supernatural day because if you got a quarter of a million, just think now, logically, if you got a quarter of a million people there and no porter party, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they weren't ready for I'm Woodstock. Serious, I'm serious. We we stood up in the line for an, uh, at least over an hour just to get to the little bathroom that they had at the park. Oh yeah, I've, I've been with to that no bathroom e- with no incident. That's that's a long time. Yeah, I've been there. That's like a crime scene. Right. Right. But my thing is, uh, but the men, the gent- the men there were, were uh, gentlemen. They allowed the women to go into the men's restroom to go, you know, to go on and use the restroom. But the, like I said, with that many people, we're talking about a mile or two of people waiting to use the restroom. Wow. When the governor decided that she didn't want to put in the porta parties out and the restaurants had to refuse to feed us. So after the, the, we got the phone calls and all this other stuff, and next thing I know, I do see little smoke and stuff going up in the air. We're like, what are they doing? No, I just thought that. But like I said, there was no wildebeest situation. There wasn't nobody shifting, falling, running. It should have been some kind of stampede, I say. That's what? what I'm saying. It should, there was no stampede. There was no running. There was no shifting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's amazing that uh, 
that you you the where you were at and you're getting calls. Hey, what are y'all doing? Because they were getting all this, um, the sensationalism of the Capitol being stormed, and you're and somebody's calling you. Hey, what are y'all doing up there? Stop it! And you're like, well, I'm sit, I'm just sitting here listening to bagpipes at the reflecting yeah, pool, watching birds. I'm singing and birds are going <laughs> off. What what are y'all talking about? Exactly. That is yeah, that is amazing. It. I didn't. Yeah. So I, I like the footage that I've seen at the Capitol. We're talking about maybe thousands of more people that wouldn't even see on camera. Yes, back at the reflecting yeah. pool and beyond, mm-hmm. just hanging exactly. out. Yeah, mm-hmm. wow, gigantic crowd there. I mean, it was a, I couldn't even see turning around to look back where President Trump was about a monument. I couldn't see the ground. It was so many people. As many people as it was in front of me, it was that much more people behind me. I was trying to, you know, get up to the reflecting pool or wherever they wanted to stand, but it was, it was just peaceful. Oh wow! It was just, I, I, yeah, they, yeah. And another thing, you know, with this kind of strange, I mean, you know, if you can, if you can put a movie out there and make people think that, what his name, James Bond, jumping from plane to plane in some Space Adam shoes, and have you believe it? Yeah. What you think they could do? You know. Well. I, I'm I'm really shocked. I mean, some of the footage I've seen is uh, really shocking that the, the people that are behind bars shouldn't be and the people that have not been prosecuted are not. Like, exactly. you know, like the officer Michael Byrd that shot Ashley Babbitt. He should be he should be put in prison. Right. For yeah. murder. Yeah, the main instigators are not being punished at all. I don't, it's a two-tiered exactly. system of justice. Yep. I'm trying to figure out, though, how could they get in the Capitol building when I can't even walk in the post office loud? <laughs> in Alabama yeah. without the police being there before I could, you know, get to the counter. I'm trying to figure out how could this, how can uh, just regular citizens break into the Capitol? I thought, I've I been mean, I've been in the Capitol before. I, I've just walked in. Yeah, like, it, went on a tour. And one of those suspicious characters was actually holding open one of the doors. Yeah. And that, just yeah. letting people funnel in. Yeah. Right See, that's what I don't get yeah. is why why that funnel, and then we got a, and then we got video footage of the tunnel, right. where Rosalind got trampled and died, mm-hmm. and they wouldn't why that tunnel and then pushing them back. I I, I don't right. even know where that tunnel is. Yeah, I don't. I gotta either. I gotta get to the bottom. I don't of either. That. I don't either. But I I the, from from the video footage I saw of that tunnel, it makes me nervous. I don't even want to be in that crowd. Yeah. Yeah, that had yeah. I mean, I could. I mean, that's just terrifying. I can't even imagine. I mean, that. I've been to a Metallica concert, and <laughs> and that's terrifying. Yeah, in the mosh pit. Yeah, now imagine being right. in a tunnel. With, oh my gosh! And know, pepper spray. Yeah, packed like Heck sardines. No. You know, right. pepper spray, tear gas grenades going off, sucking out all the oxygen from the tunnel. Oh, and how about the one chick? Just beat, got beat over the head right there with that. Oh yeah, just with beating the her over the head. Yeah. For no, what are you doing? Again and again. Just, right. Oh. And that officer, no, nothing, 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 yeah. nothing at all. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the proper like protocols and everything aren't being followed. So like, it's not even known whether or not a firearms discharge report has been written for Lieutenant Michael Byrd, uh, the guy that shot Ashley Babbitt. Um, and nothing about him being exonerated based on a thorough internal affairs investigation. Um, the Department of Justice issued a three paragraph response to it, which is ridiculous oh my gosh yeah mm-hmm. well all right well no, uh no. veronica i appreciate you coming on the show you have anything else uh, any final thoughts about that day oh uh, well i know i'm not gonna i would do it again okay in a heartbeat i would go i would do it again in a heartbeat that's just a it's a it's a fabricated lie well you out. you may have your chance in 2024 <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you you might oh, have yeah. your chance to do it again in 2024. <laughs> oh, I believe it's so I feel like that's only, I feel like I right there. if that happens, I feel like it's going to be be even bigger than what happened. Yeah, I, re- I really hope that it doesn't happen, but you know, nothing would surprise but I'm, me. I'm saying days. the gr- the amount of people that showed up. Oh yeah. January I think it would be doubled. Oh yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. just more because people are waking up, more yeah. and more people are waking right, up to the exactly. fact that something weird happened in that election and it's being ignored. Yeah, and we don't like it. Right, and yeah, All our right. voices aren't being heard. Oh yeah. Well, uh, Veronica, we thank you for your time. Um, 
we will let you know when this, uh, well, this is going to be published. I already let you know when this is going to be published uh, and available to the public. I appreciate your time coming on the show. And uh, we wish you the best and Godspeed. Yep. Thanks, Veronica. Yes. All right. Thank you, guys. Bye. All right. Bye. All right. Well, that was Veronica Clark from Alabama. Very interesting eyewitness account. Seems very different. Yeah. From a lot of the footage that we've seen, um, you know, right at the right at the building. Yeah. Yeah. I really think that, you know, her testimony really shows how different it it was from what the media portrayed. The media portrays it as an inter- an insurrection, but based off what she's saying, it's largely a peaceful gathering of people and only a tiny fraction splintered off into what is shown in the media. Yeah, and I wonder, um, let's talk about real quick the the suspicious actors. Yes. Um, let me get down to this because I'm reading this report. Oh, by the way, there is a, this, this report, I'm going to put it in our show notes, it gives an incredible timeline of when Roseanne Boylan, she died. It gives an, I mean, it gives specific details, time stamped when you got audio. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to put that report out there in the show notes. If you got time to go through that, it is incredible the way they uh, detailed this for the, the timeline. Um, let's talk about uh, Ray Epps. Um now I don't know if you if you did anything. Maybe you can speak to it. But I I did read about the documents uh, that he told the FBI that they should expect a terrorist attack. Right. Yep. On January the sixth. Yep. And uh, you're looking at a picture now of him present on the night of January fifth, encouraging people to go inside the Capitol. That's what's going on there. Yeah. And you know there were people in the crowd there that were like, "Hey, that's illegal." You know, like we yeah, and there we, were there were people going fed. Yeah, fed. They, they were calling him a fed. Yeah, exactly. After he said that, and which he's not a fed, um, but he he does have military background. Is that correct? I believe so. Yeah. Do you have any details on uh, Ray Epps? I don't have a ton. Um, you know, I know he was also seen on near the front of the crowd on January sixth, and there's footage of him like leaning into other people yeah. and seemingly telling other protesters. Yeah, he to whispered something things. to somebody, and then right after he did that, that person went and tore the barricade Yeah, down. like stormed a barricade. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not clear what he said. You know, no microphone or anything picked that up, but right. it seemed like he was giving some sort of instruction to, you know, instigate. Now, there was, there was some inconsistency that I read um, because... He told the FBI on January 8th that his brother-in-law called him to notify him that his picture was on the FBI's January 6th website, okay? During his March 3rd, 2021 interview um, with FBI, he said, someone contacted me and said, hey, your picture's up. And then when he said, when asked about his brother-in-law later in the interview, he said, he didn't call me, he called my sister. And then his wife interjected and said, oh, no, that was me. And I can tell you exactly because you sent me a text, actually. Interesting. Yeah. So th- that was <laughs> that was a sworn to. He said, my brother-in-law called me and said my, f- my photo was up on, uh, on the January 6th. So that, that's a suspicious actor that. Oh, okay, here's, here's the other question. Uh, the people, for instance, like, like Jake Lang, for instance, We've got him on on video near the front where that tunnel is, trying to help uh, Bolin, trying mm-hmm. to get her out and resuscitate her. Um, where where did they draw the line? For instance, we got Ray Epps doing all he did, but he's not in prison, right? So what is the infraction? So the fifty people that are in prison right now since January of twenty twenty one, what? What is the cause? If if Epps, was anybody acting like Epps that is in prison, or is it just people that were near the front that a cop said, oh, no, he hit me, he, that guy hit me, or, or he pushed somebody in the crowd, or was it because they were up close? I'm trying to figure out why Epps is not, and then why would Jake Lang be? Right. You know what yeah, I'm saying? That, that's a great question and a brilliant observation because, I mean, he's actually – you know, telling people to go inside the Capitol, basically inciting things 
on right, video. Right. I thought I thought that in itself. I thought some of these people were in prison right now because of that. Inciting. Yeah. Inciting? Is that the right? I think so. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that, you know, did way less than that. Like in the um, documentary that we keep referencing from the uh, Epic Times, there's a guy, Luke Coffey. He's the guy that you can see at the yeah. front of the tunnel. He's holding up a crutch to basically. Yes. Luke Coffey. That's a great question. To de-escalate everything you see from him in the footage. He is de-escalating everything. He is standing between the protesters and the police and basically telling people to stop, telling people to pray, all these things. Yeah. And because um, he's a devout Christian. Right. And, you know, the FBI reached out to him after January 6th, originally saying, you know, things are looking fine. Every time we see you in the footage, it looks like you're trying to de-escalate things. You're probably not going to get charged at all. If you do get charged, it might be disorderly conduct, a misdemeanor at the, at the most. Yeah. And then within a span of like two weeks, the FBI calls him again. And they're like, hey, things aren't looking good for you. Um, and he turned himself into the FBI, spent like 45 days in prison. And once again, with the plea deals, the plea deals start rolling in where they're, you know, trying to get him to agree to or to plead guilty to um, like a felony assault with a deadly weapon. The crutch, the, the crutch being the deadly yeah. weapon. And, and, you know, four, four to five years in prison. So, you know, it's fitting that same mold of trying to get these people to accept these plea deals and just outrageous stuff, no fair trials or anything like that. Right. So, Coffee is, is not in prison. Is that correct? He's not in prison, no. It shows him uh, at his house, and he's wearing an ankle bracelet. Up so, that's, that's what I'm, like, really confused about. Why is Jake Lang in prison? And anybody like Jake... And coffee's not when it seems like they were doing the same exact yeah. thing. That's matter of fact, I mean, I didn't see Jake pick up a, a crutch. Exactly. I yeah. mean, he was pulling he was pulling bowling out of the crowd to try to resuscitate her. And um Do we know I, when I, he was arrested? Was he arrested on January sixth or afterward? He was January sixteenth. Okay. Yeah, we heard him on tape said it was ten days. Yeah, okay. ten days of freedom. Well, looking back on it now, he says 10 days of freedom. And he went down to a church mm-hmm. uh, to pray. And then when he's walking back home, he was surrounded by, you know, 10 to 20 cars, full armor, full guns. That's wild. And then, you know, thrown to the ground. Yep. So that was in, that was the 16th. So he's been in prison since the 16th of January. Yeah. And there's sadly a lot of people like him. There's 50. Yeah. Currently, right now, there's 50 people mm-hmm. in prison. Now, I don't know where they all are because he said he's been moved twice to, um, I forgot where he said, but he is now in Alexandria. He started out in the cap, uh, the capital prison um, there. He calls it the Gulag. Then he got moved to somewhere he said uh, was, was Trump country. They didn't do all the COVID restrictions. Mm-hmm. Then he got moved to Alexandria, Virginia. So I don't know where all the 50 are, if they're all still in the capital prison. And then... Um, it was about maybe earlier this year. I saw Matt Gates. He's a representative uh, from Florida, mm-hmm. and Major uh, Taylor Green, Marjorie Taylor Green. She's a representative in Georgia. Mm-hmm. They went to the Capitol Police to see these prisoners, and they were not allowed in the prison. They locked the doors. Wow. They're they're and they there's video of this. So no visitation rights at all. No, and they're representatives for the, uh, the Justice Department. Mm-hmm. They're actually representatives for a justice system. That's so bizarre. And you won't let me in. And they locked the door. They actually, they got in the lobby and said they wanted to do something. And then they somehow tricked them and got them outside the door, and then they locked the doors and wouldn't let them back in. Yeah, to so- me, I'm like, that's just so sketch. I don't know why... That is a gulag. It is. Yeah, I don't, and I don't understand why there's nobody that can do anything. That's what I don't get. It's like, isn't there, I mean, is, don't we have the law on our side? Yeah, it certainly seems like it. You know, some egregious violations of constitutional rights here, and nothing's being done. I, that's what I don't get. It's like the, the prison system seems to be more powerful than anybody that can come and do anything, say, hey, I got this piece of paper here that says legally... I can do X, Y, Z with my client, and they refuse that. Yeah. To me, it's like, we're, we're, is it all, cor- all the way to the courts corrupt? Who can we trust? Seriously. <laughs> yeah. And oh, my gosh. 
you know, kind of just getting back to the... Is that so, Jason? <laughs> what? <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, kind of just uh, so getting back to the suspicious characters from, yeah. you know, January 6th. Um, the story of Jeremy Brown that I shared with you. Um, Jeremy Brown. Yeah, he's the guy that joined the Oath Keepers in late 2020. Oh, yeah, the Oath Keepers, yeah. Yeah, and the Oath Keepers are kind of, you know, a major player in this. They're the ones, you know, a lot of them are being investigated, I believe. Um even though, you know, like on footage and stuff, it really seems like they're being very cooperative and not involved with any of the chaos for the most part. But um, shortly after he did that, the Department of Homeland Security and the FBI's Joint Terrorism Task Force showed up at his home trying to recruit him basically to infiltrate and spy on the Oath Keepers. That's right. I do remember this, yeah. Yeah, and he agreed to a sit-down meeting with these federal agents where he recorded the conversation. Yes. And they said, hey, you're one of 19 people that we're currently assigned to to reach out for this, you know. And um, as soon as he went public with that information, Jeremy Brown has been arrested and put into a maximum security prison. So I didn't know that. What? Yeah. Arrested for what? What Uh, charge? That's that's the question for all these people, right? Like... (laughs) Yeah. And oh, uh, help me get to the bottom. I can't get to the bottom of that. Yeah. And he's still there to this day. Um, I believe I remember hearing that and you've got rec- it's on tape. It is. Yeah. I don't understand how that that incriminates what the feder- feds were doing. Right. Yeah. You I would think you would think that would negate that or some attorney could go, um, you need to release him because it's um, what do you call that? Uh, false arrest. Yeah, I, I mean, it just goes to show that, you know, the Department of Homeland Security, the FBI, the DOJ, all these parties that are kind of like working behind the scenes and seemingly, you know, infiltrating people that are at J6, you know, these are rogue elements, rogue, uh, you know, agencies that are just really trying to push some narrative here where January 6th is now being used politically and seemingly as a justification to create new laws to crack down on domestic terrorism. So that's probably what they're calling a lot of these people that are currently there. They're domestic terrorists. That's what they're calling. Well, yeah, they've, and I don't know if you've seen this, but the FBI has a, um, is it a watch list of people yeah. that certain flags or slogans like don't tread on me, 1776, mm-hmm. you know, Patriots, those people, they're flagged to be, you know, domestic terrorist or somebody that wants to um, threaten democracy. Yeah. Uh, which is quite the opposite. So, I mean, what we've got here is um, we've got a two-tiered system for justice. We've got we, we've got a, a, a government that is really overreaching at this point. And, and I think, I think, Lang said it best on his interview that this is exactly what it, this is the point of it all is what happened on January 6th is if you do anything like this, this is what's coming to you. Yep. If you, if you, and I will go is if you disagree with us, if you don't like the way things are going, you will fall in line. And -hmm. if you try to uprise and go against us, this is what will happen to you. Right. And I think and I think it's it's you have to say anybody that's a Trump supporter. Well, maybe somebody's not a Trump supporter, but they're still a patriot and they don't like an overreaching government. But the message is clear whether you're a Trump supporter or not. If you go against what they think is best for you or they think is the right way, this is what's going to happen to you. Yep. Absolutely. So it begs the question, what do we do? I mean, what can you do? Yeah, that's that's the million-dollar question. I mean, we obviously can't just go along with it because we'll end up playing right into the tyrannical government's well, hand. let's think about this for a second. <clears throat> let's go back to 1776. When they, we broke away from England, England was pretty big. Mm-hmm. That, wasn't a, that wasn't a government to, to tangle with. I would I would put it in the same category as today. Mm-hmm. Our the as as big as our government, of course, everything's larger because you have tanks and <laughs> yeah, automatic but, weapons. Yeah, but at the time they were the superpower of the world. For that's sure. what I'm saying. But still, there was a there was people that rose up against that because um, they wanted their liberties not trampled on. Right, and it took a war mm-hmm. 
to to fight an, another government to say, no, we want our de- independence from you. We're, we don't we don't recognize you as our sovereign anymore. Mm-hmm. So, to me, that's I feel I don't want that, but I feel like that has to happen it, it's, because I don't I don't see stuff getting worked out in the courts anymore yeah. to go in our favor of hey. Small government, leave me alone, let me live my life, and let me pursue happiness. Mm-hmm. And, and, and don't mess with me. That's what I want. Right. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. It, it all gets back to, you know, the Constitution just needs to be respected. We're seeing egregious violations of people's constitutional rights, people being in, held in prison for huge amounts of time, no due process, no guilty until proven innocent, which is the opposite of what it should be. And yeah, it's a, it's just a very concerning time when you see this happening in America, which is supposed to be the freest nation. And yeah, it's a tragedy, honestly. And you got to think at some point, um, where what is the breaking point? That's what you got to think. Where did it happen in seventeen seventy six? Where was the breaking point then? Yeah. Where is it now? Um, I mean, <clears throat> it's and then you got and then you got people that actually are on the side of the government. Which is shocking. Which which is, hey, no, I want this, and I'm on this side, and we will squash you. Right. And they want them to do that. So I, my only assumption is those people are just, you know, the, the NPC mainstream media consumers that that's their only, you know, source of information where they're basically taking in the propaganda and just regurgitating it. If right. It, I feel like once enough people wake up and see the true story here and see how tyrannical the government actually is, that will be the tipping point. Once enough people wake up. Yeah. That that's what it's going to take. And what's the second amendment? Yeah, what is the second amendment? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh look, it says something about a tyrannical government. It does. Hold on. <laughs> Let me get that's that. what that's what it's for. Some people, get, some people think exact, that's... Let me get the exact verbiage here. Yeah, you, you always got to love it when some people think the Second Amendment is for hunting. <laughs> oh, let's see. Second Amendment was it. The Second Amendment was based partially on the right to keep and bear arms. I'm trying to get the actual verbiage. Oh, Wiki, come on. I can't find it. I know it says something about a tyrannical government. Well, yeah, there's a reason it's the Second Amendment. You know, it's for both enemies, foreign and domestic. Oh, that's right. Yeah, domestic is what they're talking about when they, you know, it, you know, a broad, tyrannical, overreaching government. That's what you need to protect yourself against. So that's why the Second Amendment is so And that's high why they the put it there, because that's what they had to do. Right, yeah. And then they said, hey, you know what? This is why our citizens are going to be... Uh, armed and they have the right to arm themselves because we don't want what we went through. We don't want somebody else to go through that. Yep. Unfortunately, um, it looks like that's right around the corner. Yep. All right. Well, we're going to wrap this one up. I'm not sure if we got to the bottom of January 6th. I know that we got, um, we got a lot of, look, we put things out there because I wanted to talk about, the suspicious actors. We got to the bottom of that. We got a great uh, account of on the grounds from Veronica, and we got to listen to um, Jake uh, Lang, who's actually in prison. So I think we got to the bottom of stuff on January sixth. We did. We definitely pointed out a lot of weird stuff. The so. bottom line: it was wrong, right? And and I don't think anybody should be treated like that. Yep. And to our audience, just keep looking into it. You know, if this is just the tip of the iceberg, so take what we said and go a little bit further. That's right. Remember, I'm going to put all of our resources on the show note page. Um, once this is out, you can go view that there, which is mainly the um, the January 6th uh, special report from the Epic Times. So I'm going to put that out there so you can read it in its entirety. And anything else I can put out there for you to consume for our resources, I'll let you know. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're also on Rumble if we get kicked off YouTube. So until next week... Um, what are we doing next week? Uh, oh, the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, we're doing the Bermuda Triangle. Do not get lost in the Triangle, bros. We'll see you next week. See you guys.